Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK is 8-2 through the first 10 games. Jack Eichel with the OT game winner against Winnipeg last night. Hang that Sully in the Louvre. And tricks or treats for VGK. All ahead right now, coming up on Lockdown Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas, and we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Our podcast free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can find us on Twitter. I am at Tony Dasco. He is at TD Chris G, looking fresh with his brand new Lockdown hat. Wearing the old school one myself. And you could find us at Lockdown BGK as well. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown BGK. And Chris, as soon as Jack Eichel, right, he possesses the puck, he goes around in that patented circle, goes around the Winnipeg net last night, uh, final seconds of OT. You could start to see his confidence building. You could start to see him, his momentum started to build. And uh, he just gets on the ice with fresh legs. This is what happens in the game. Uh, skates around the Jets' Mark Scheifele, who was absolutely tired, I thought. And he puts the puck past uh, Connor Hellebuck, who just stood on his head the entire game. The game winner, just six seconds remaining in the contest. Uh, Scheifele had been on the ice for about three of the five minutes in overtime. And you could tell that Eichel really did sense that he was tired. And he talked about it after the game. And uh, I just felt that, you know, again, we saw the very best of Eichel in the past. He circles and then I'll try to dish the puck right out in front, in front of the crease in the slot area. But last night we saw Eichel pretty much uh, the best of Jack Eichel as he takes matters into his own hands. No doubt. And we've we've talked about this how many times, Tony, since we acquired Eichel. He's got this thing where he goes behind the net, goes out to the blue line, sometimes goes back around looking for a pass, looking for a play, looking to do something. And in overtime, when you only got three players on the ice for each team, you got a little more space to work with. I don't know if that, that goal is going to happen in a five-on-five five or even a four-on-four four scenario, but uh, very good points about how long the Jets were simply stuck out there for. And early in the overtime, the ice was tilted the other way. We had a real long shift for all three of our players. It seemed like a good like 90 seconds they were out there. And I felt Winnipeg was going to have a good opportunity. Um, Aiden Hill was able to deflect a save over the glass, which uh, Bruce Cassidy has mentioned in the past about Aiden Hill's hockey IQ being up there and able to read, you know, situations and things like that. So maybe, um, you know, stick tap to Aiden Hill for being able to bail out BGK early in that OT to create the opportunity to, for Eichel to um, do what a $10 million generational talent is supposed to do. Okay, but three of his four goals against Winnipeg. Okay, he needs to start picking on other teams, that's for sure. And then, you know, Bruce Cassidy felt afterwards that uh, VGK did not possess the puck enough early on in that overtime period. That was of a concern. He didn't seem like he was a, his jolly, happy self after the game. He just was uh, very critical, I think, of the Golden Knights getting so many opportunities, not being able to put the puck in the net. He said that those pucks will start going in. He talked about uh, Haig uh, in the slot missing a, an open shot. He felt 
a couple of times uh, they were poached. And he thinks that those shots will start going in. He's not really upset about the way the team played. But I thought that he was a little bit too critical about this team, especially in overtime last night, and not possessing the puck enough. So a couple of things. Uh, we'll start with the overtime comment first. Overtime is, for the most part, not 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 entirely, but most of the goals you see in overtime are not from set plays where a team possesses the puck inside the blue line and is able to you know, have a Jack Eichel do what he did. A lot of them are two-on-one, three-on-two, even breakaway transition situations. So the puck possession in overtime, personally, I don't put a lot of stock into that because I don't know if those are the best opportunities a team is going to get because late when there was, I think, about 90 seconds or 60 seconds left, there was a two-on-one uh, that VGK had that I thought was as good as or better than all the scoring chances than, than Winnipeg had. Uh, going back to to Cassidy, so this is what the Golden Knights need. Uh, first and foremost, yes, 48 shots, only two goals to show for it. But this was not Pete DeBoer's 48-shot Vegas Golden Knights. There were many opportunities. And this is a game where if, 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 if the Winnipeg Jets squeaked it out, I don't think this is the type of game that leaves you thinking, oh, you know, you and I talking about shots going right to the goalies, you know, crest and things like that. You know, this was not that type of performance whatsoever. Um, Connor Hellbuck, you have to give him a ton of credit for the game that he played. As far as Cassidy's comments, this is what the Vegas Golden Knights need right now. Yes, they won the game. Yes, uh, there was a lot of opportunities. But in the same breath, this game could have been 5-1 to one as well if VGK could have just done a tiny bit better. And, of course, if uh, Hellbuck doesn't go all uh, Braden Holpe on, uh, on Nick Haig. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, you talk about Hellebuck, stands on his head last night, kept Winnipeg in this game. Again, uh, he stops 46 of 48 shots. I think that there were 51 shots on goal in the San Jose State, uh, San Jose game the other night, I should say. And, uh, you know, he kept Winnipeg in this game. And so when Bruce Cassidy was in Boston, I think last year, he said about this Jets team, he said, you know, one of their most vulnerable areas is in the slot. And so VGK did try to get the puck as much as possible in the slot area where they leave things wide open. And VGK does score twice in this game inside uh, Stone and Eichel. And then Cassidy also doubled down. Chris made a similar remark uh, before Sunday's game. And overall, they did have a lot of grade A chances. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said, there's a big difference between last night's game and all the crazy 40 to 50 shot performances of Pete DeBoer's VGK teams for the last two years, especially the last season. So many times, I'll, I'll state, state this again, so many times, Tony, you and I have watched highlights of last season's games, and it didn't seem like there was a lot of creativity. It was lazy wristers from the slot with absolutely no traffic in between. No traffic between the shot the shooter and the puck and I'm uh, a shot like that will bounce off me and you, Tony, if we can see it all day. Um, there's a lot more creativity. There's a lot more talent. And I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the first. I listened to the pretty much the first and second on the radio. Uh, the third I caught on TV. We were supposed to go last night and we, we changed our mind. We, we went to, uh, we, we did the doubleheader on Friday, did the HSK on Saturday. By the time Sunday came, we're like, no. I, I tried a last second attempt to sneak into the media row, but uh, that was already all handled. So I'm like, okay, I'm taking a night off. I'm tired. But, you know, just going back through everything, 
the chances were there all game. The chances were there all game. This was a very good performance by the Golden Knights, but Cassidy is also going to keep this team honest because, yes, they they, they won. They needed to get that win, but they were one shot away from losing. Uh, Winnipeg bounced a couple off the outside of the post, the outside of the nest, net late in the game. They very easily could have lost this game. And, again, one or two points, you know, things are going well right now. Yes, VGK is 8-2, and two, but Cassidy is keeping them grounded right now. We can't yeah. expect to win 64 games and get 128 points this year. That's not how it works. We got a, a five-game roadie coming up. And if we can achieve three and two, even two and three on the road, that's not the worst thing to come back to next Saturday. I think we host a Colorado the following – or excuse me, St. Louis the following weekend mm-hmm. and to get it back going again. Yeah, they're on the road for 10 days uh, for VGK in the longest uh, stretch to date for this season. Uh, Jonathan Marshall, so also we have to point out, had some grade A chances – um, some high danger opportunities through two periods. A key play in this game, a key play since we like to be balanced here. Um, I thought that there was a trip behind the Jets net. Chandler Stevenson on Morgan, uh, Morgan Barron. Nope. Jets, nope. they just quit playing at that point though. And it's like in Stone, Stone scored, uh, again off of his own rebound. Good awareness once again, because you did see, right? You sensed that Winnipeg had stopped playing there, right? So a couple things. I'm glad you brought that up. So Winnipeg definitely lost some wind out of their sails. Now, at face value, when you watch that in real time on the camera, you, sure, it looked like Stevenson got, got the stick into the Winnipeg Jets player, like right between their legs, causing him to trip. When you watch it closer, that's not the case at all. The stick was there, but the player on Winnipeg was going down already. He didn't make contact with the blade of his stick. The stick just happened to be there, but again, I, my knee-jerk reaction when I saw it, and again, if you're the ref who's on ice level, you get a better view than anything that we get, but when you watched the slower version of it, it did not look like the stick being there was the reason the player fell down. Even I was watching the Winnipeg uh, broadcast in the third period. At first, they were a little bit critical of it, and then when they showed the replay in slow motion, they said, all right, the stick was there, but not necessarily the, the reason why he tripped, and the Winnipeg uh, team actually gave a very um, nonpartisan, if you will, a very um, a very neutral perspective, even though they were you know the home team and appeared to get job. But no, good job by the officials. I think it was Kazari out there last night. So local uh, local hometown PGK person. Maybe home that's not cooking. the best way to put home that. Cooking. But um, <laughs> oh my goodness, more home cooking for this team. They get every single break. There they played a team last night. Tony, I think you avoided all bad comments last four. week, and it took you exactly fourteen minutes. So good job. Okay, three out of three, three games, four nights, back to back. So all this other stuff, they're just playing teams on the tail end. It's just not fair. It's just not fair. We'll see. Things will balance out. Five game road swing coming up. And uh, let's talk about the game on Friday over the weekend against Anaheim, the worst team that they have faced so far this season. Uh, this Anaheim team I thought was worse than we even envisioned. And LT stopping. They just uh, beat Toronto last shots. night, Tony. What's that? They just beat Toronto last night. I know they did come back. Okay, we'll point to some positivity there. But BGK had gone five periods, uh, five second periods, let's say, without scoring the goal. And then they wind up scoring three in the second period, the middle period. And that game back to their old ways last night, they didn't score a goal. Riley Smith, he uh, scores uh, his 100th goal for BGK. All three of the Misfits now have 100 goals. That's really cool. And then uh, John Gibson pulled after... Uh, just a couple of periods, the Ducks 0 for 2 on the power play. At that point, they were 0 for 21. And again, I just dig in deep to some 
really odd statistics. Okay, so in that game, uh, VGK only allowed five rebound chances. It's pretty good, right? Is that good or no? No, it's definitely good. I wasn't sure if you were if you were done there or not, but absolutely, five only five uh, rebound chances against anyone is going to win you a lot of games. Yeah, um, we're not seeing a lot of rebound chances is what I was sort of Right, getting. no, exactly, yeah, right. Oh, you have your new hat, you know, locked it on Golden Knights hat it, it, on. It, it, it itches, it's weird. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta call someone about Mine's this. Mine's a little crispy, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so. Going back to, am I, are, you, are you still going or, or am I good? No, no, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it's Monday, folks. Give us a break. Give us a break. We're still, uh, you know, the coffee hasn't set in fully for me yet, at least. So that was a vintage John Gibson performance. And um, me and my son were at the game. That was the backside of the doubleheader. And honest, we, we, we didn't get to watch a whole lot of the second period. My son wasn't feeling well, but I was in the midst of talking to my friends around us, basically pointing out this is a vintage John Gibson game. Gibson had a very good first period, was able to shut BGK down. And Anaheim did have some chances as well. LT needed to um, make some important saves early in the first to set the tone, if you will. But I made the comments. I said, John Gibson is going to look very good for a long time, and then the floodgates are going to open. The only thing I was wrong about is that it happened in the second period instead of the third period. And, of course, Gibson ends up getting pulled, and, uh, you know, 4 nothing. really this was uh, this was an NHL team against a low-level AHL team is what, what the vibe for that game was. But John Gibson, he'll – John Gibson is either one uh, – Against against most teams, either a shutout or one goal and an awesome performance, or four or five goals and pulled by the third. That's just uh, kind of how his career is, and that's not all on John Gibson. He's playing for Anaheim, uh, a franchise that's been very up and down, mostly down for you know really since they won a cup in in the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Keegan Colasar had the flu; he was out sick, and so uh, we saw Jake Lashizen for the first time. And that face, <laughs> you've got the bitter beer face going on. The Shizen spent more time in that Anaheim game in the penalty box than he actually did on the ice, I think. Uh, so are we going to see Paul Cotter come back again soon? Is Bruce Cassidy sending a message to him? I think we'll see him on this road swing. He has to be playing. It's all fair. And well, he doesn't, if Colasar comes back, I think they go back to the, to their four lines the way they are. Um, I mean, I, I would argue if there's one spot where I would slightly disagree with any move that Cassidy has made so far, it was not simply slotting Paul Cotter in place of Colasar. I don't understand why you're going to change the dynamic of two lines now instead of just one. Because line three was kind of starting to find their way, right? Line three did seem to start getting some chances. Kessel was getting uh, some points. And then now you're you know moving players around. Nick Watt can play on any line on this team. Let, let, let's be clear about that. But I like the chemistry of Nick Wah, William Carrier, Colasar. And I got to think Paul Cotter can be have an equal-ish performance of, of Colasar. I'm not knocking Colasar. I know I, I'm critical of him sometimes. But I think Cotter could come in and bring the same energy, have the same number of hits, and you know the same level of offensive opportunities that Colasar can create. Um, maybe this is also a way to help prep another player, decision, get him some minutes, get him on the ice, and... Maybe this is the type of thing that has more long-term um, rewards than short-term, if you will. And yes, maybe this is a message to Cotter. Maybe he's not doing enough in practice. Maybe there's a reason that Cassie didn't do this, or maybe this is Cassie just playing some mind games with a kid. Who knows? It's you know there are some skeletons in his closet for that. Okay, and uh, one final note on the Anaheim game: the Ducks come out and roll just eleven forwards, and of course they're going to have to double shift. 
at first, though, early on with that extra defenseman on the ice, right, at times we saw BGK just trying to solve things, figure it out. But that didn't take too long. And then that eruption of the three goals in the second period, right? Yeah, we know how the 11-7 works. We we hate it. We, we like nothing about 11-7, like nothing about 11-6 and not having a full roster. But, hey, hashtag McCrimmel plan through 10 games. <laughs> hashtag McCrimmel plan. It's working just fine. Coming up next is uh, the VGK defense or the goaltending better this season. We'll get into that discussion next right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of this new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on each and every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that's out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NHL and MLB. MMA, too many M's, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn a lot more. Bet online where the game starts. It's not, it's not really how you start, Chris. It's how you finish there. So I got the tagline in there. Welcome back. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas on this Monday morning edition of Lockdown Gold. Feels Nights. like Monday. Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, that's right. That's kind of scary. So is today the actual trick or treat day here in Las Vegas? Because I get hey, confused. How about this? Nevada happy, day. happy Nevada Day. This is today is actually Nevada Day. It's officially Nevada Day. Okay. And so is this the day where I have to go hang out in the sports book because the kids are knocking on my door? Because that's usually how this transpires around here. Just yeah. put a buck. Just put a bucket out front and say take one only and see how long that lasts and see how long it takes for your house to get egged. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks, uh, and thanks again to everyone for making us your first listen every day. <laughs> You could find our podcast wherever you uh, get your podcast. Please subscribe to Lockdown VGK, our YouTube channel. And last night we saw Hilly. Hilly, they refer to him in net for the VGK. Um, he improves to 4-0. We want to talk about maybe a comparison, uh, which has improved more the defense or the goaltending. Um, we know that Logan Thompson is 4-2. Uh, one of the things I liked, you know, again, was uh, – LT throwing down Frank Vetrano in front of the net. So he's not, oh. you know, putting up with anything there. Uh, but I wanted to talk about, so so your your debate that you would like to have or conversation is about whether the VGK defense is more improved or the goaltending. Obviously, the answer here has to be both. But Hilly, though, Hilly, is 4-0, is that legit when he plays uh, two teams struggling coming in on a back-to-back and then Winnipeg a team that plays three games in four nights is that legit come on man listen four and oh against NHL talent I don't care who it is it is is a very noteworthy stat I don't care what the situation is these are NHL players whether it's the back a back-to-back or four games four days off it you know is it as sexy if he was playing uh you know Colorado Edmonton and Calgary, you know, three out of five nights, fine. I'll, I'll certainly uh, waver on that one to you. But just looking at these numbers, 10 games, three of the games, we've given up three goals, right? Uh-huh. And then two shutouts. And then the other five games are one and two goals. You're going to win a lot of games like that. And if the argument is 
did the defense improve or did the goaltending improve? Both have improved, no doubt. I'm going to give the nod to the defense simply for the less opportunities and cleaning up the loose change out there. LT and Hilly are having remarkable seasons. I'm not taking anything away from them, but I think our six defensemen who have really been a unit now for quite some time, I think this is pretty much the fourth season, if you will, where we've had the core of this defense together. And then you add pieces like White Cloud and Haig, you know, more recently, that's a very good defense right there. And I know some like people are mentioning Alec Martinez, like might get traded or something. Just stop that nonsense right now. But, you know, I certainly will give the nod to the defense for less opportunities for the goaltenders to have to face less high danger chances and able to clean up what uh, LT and Hilly leave in front of the nets. The rebound control for the goaltenders, much, much better, much improved. Of course, Robin Leonard couldn't bend down to stop, you know, a, a rebound there. And, uh, you know, I think the defense is doing a really good job. And this is part of Cassidy's system, right? Uh, where he did say from the outset, he said that the defense is going to help out these young goaltenders. And I think they've really lived up to all their expectations, limiting shots on goal, two goals or less in seven of the nine games. Um, their 1.70 goals against uh, average is first in the National Hockey League last time I looked. And you know, the one thing that I'm seeing here, noticing a lot, is I was trying to find a statistic on the amount of goals that are being scored for the opposition on deflections. And last year, too, okay, VGK might have put some bodies out in front of, say, a Robin Leonard or a Brossois. But what they were doing was creating chaos for their own goaltender, right? Because teams were shooting through VGK players out in front. And now it seems as though they've cleaned up a lot of that area. But, you know, getting back to that, uh, our team scoring uh, clean goals, you know, uh, Again, Bruce Cassidy saying not giving up the cheap goals, not giving up the cheap goals. Uh, again, all positives. But again, this is a reflection, I think, of the defense in front of the goaltender so far. So we're, we're at the point now where, you know, 10 games in, you think back to some of the goals that were scored and, you know, the announcer, oh, he'd like to have that one back. Right. That that's that's key for that was a terrible shot. You should have saved it. And BGK, I don't think, has had any of those goals yet. Maybe the worst goal that was given up was the one last night where uh, the Winnipeg, I believe it was the defenseman, just takes a rocket of a shot from the circle, and then the rebound is cleaned up and they score. Like, that's not a great goal, but that's a goal that happens. And that goal might have been the worst goal that VGK gave up all season. So think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. If that's the worst goal that VGK has given up off a rebound, kind of an odd angle situation, things are going just fine. Things are going just fine. Will that continue for another 72 games? We hope so. Um, but there's going to be uh, there's going to be some moments where the team will struggle, and we'll probably talk about, about this more in segment three, I think. But there will be some trying moments and, you know, some choices left to be made by Cassidy. One, you know, whenever LB comes back into the picture and however that's going to shake out. What is and, going to happen then? I, I'm so curious to see how they're going to play let, the Let's, let's save that for segment three. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll lead you into that one in segment three. How's that? Okay. <laughs> that's that's pretty good. Uh, did you see Shea Theodore, plus 11, leads everyone in the National Hockey League? And he was plus six. We were texting back and forth the other day. Uh, he was plus, uh, plus six last season. So, Shea Theodore, 
you know, I, hey, I'm guilty of saying he was turning the puck over too much. And the fans were getting frustrated with him at times. But no doubt, that's a very good sign that the team is scoring a lot of goals when he's on the ice. His game has really improved right now. For a defenseman that takes many chances rushing the puck, there's times you'll see him on the front side of a three-on-two or a two-on-one. So for a defenseman of Shea Theodore's offensive capability to be that high in the plus-minus category is extremely notable for two reasons. One, it shows he's taking the right chances, not not unnecessary um, go back to his series. I believe it was against the Dallas Stars in the conference, or that yeah, it was the conference finals in, in the weird bubble year and stuff. He had a lot of bad turnovers against Dallas and just in that entire playoff in general. And it seems like he is cleaning up his game a little bit. He's taking the right chances and also given nod to the system, whatever it may be, as far as uh, whatever happens when a defenseman rushes. But you have to look at the entire picture so yeah good on Theodore you know he's a defenseman who quietly is working himself into maybe being you know I want to say oh yeah like a poor man you know Kale McCarr type in the sense that he's going to put points up he's going to get a lot of assists he's not you know he's not the same category as Kale McCarr let's be clear about this but an initial comparable that's going to come to my mind who has the ability to, to score and stuff you know that's uh that's what he can strive to be I guess Okay, coming up next, it is our edition, our version of Trick or Treat. Uh, we'll pose a VGK question, and then we'll go back and forth, and we'll banter about whether it's a trick. Are we tricked into believing something, perhaps, about this VGK team, or is this a treat? Is this a team that is legit? We'll talk about that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Thanks for making Locked On VGK your first listen today. And now for your second listen, high and tight with that haircut, okay? Uh, now, make your second listen, game-to-game NHL, every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game-to-game covers every game across the NHL with local analysis and only locked on, something that only locked on can deliver. Follow game-to-game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Bowser. Welcome back. What in the world am I looking at right now? It's Halloween, Tony. I'm, I'm having fun. I know this. I know this is tough for you sometimes. I, Bowser. I we 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 we're the Mario family. My son is Mario. My <laughs> daughter is a princess. My wife is Luigi. That's a tough one to pull off. She she did a good job on her mustache. And yeah, so it's we're having fun, Tony. We're having fun. Just in time for November. The Mrs. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, no, I'm not the most. No, that's. I not saw you. I saw you more as a mullet guy. You should go to the mullet arena and wear your mullet. Down oh, there. we gotta get. We'll, we'll we'll definitely get have a t- discussion about that this week. Hey, please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube. I was just taken aback. There. Uh, make sure you subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel at Locked On VGK, and uh, we appreciate again everyone tuning in. Chris with that thing on his head. I thought it was. Okay, there you go. Now that looks better. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, VGK has won. Uh, let's do trick or treat. VGK has won eight of its first ten games. Chris, is VGK a good team? It's a team that has defeated uh, a combined record for their opponents of twenty-seven, thirty-three, and nine. Are we being tricked into believing that VGK is a good, a good team, or are they a, a treat for this NHL season? 
I think it's definitely more on the treat side, 100%. We can only play the teams that are on the schedule. That That's the first thing, right? So we can't compare to what other teams are doing. But you look at the nature of the way – Tony can't get over this. Uh, I can't. Right now. No, I no. It. It's beyond belief. Yeah. Good. I love it. Perfect. And then goal achieved right there. Um, they are winning the games in the right way. They're not – you know, they're not just getting by most of these teams. Even Winnipeg last night, they just got by them. But, you know, you look deeply into that game. The chances were there. Connor Hellebuck uh, was amazing. But I would lean more on the side of treats that this is going to be a much more competitive team than we maybe originally anticipated. Okay, trick or treat. DGK has $16 left in cap space. (laughs) Treats. Treat because they can't outthink themselves. (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh, Bruce Cassidy's transparency trick or treat. Oh, that is a treat beyond belief right now. Um, you know, the fans, you go on the Facebook boards and stuff like that for whatever reason. You know, they they've wanted this, and I like this. I enjoy watching Cassidy talk, and I think it radiates through the entire locker room. I think um, it's fun, and we really have much more of a pulse. I think on the chemistry of the team and the synergy that exists not just between Cassidy but even all the way up top to uh you know his relationship with McCrimmon and and Foley right now okay Pete DeBoer revenge tour trick or treat trick go away just stop talking DeBoer just stop just Dallas is doing well just focus on Dallas that's it I know this week he's gonna someone's gonna say something about Vegas and it's gonna come back but just dude just get over it man get over it Cup and six, trick or treat. I'm still going to lean towards the trick side for now, but we can have another conversation in 15 or so games. Robin Leonard probably won't be back in a VGK uniform. Is that a trick or a treat? Um, No disrespect, but that would be a treat because things are working right now. Um, Again, the synergy, the chemistry is there. And, you know, Leonard, a new start with another franchise would be just fine for him. I think I'm I'm assuming he would welcome that. And um, I think I would smile if if he did move on to another franchise. If he came back and broke it off on us and uh, shut us out in T-Mobile, I'd stand up and clap for him. I think it'd be great. Danny Webster of the Las Vegas Sun this past weekend did an interview with Bill Foley. And for the first time, we see where Foley says in that interview, we don't know if Robin Leonard will be back. And this is the first time. So they're sending out those signals here in uh, Bill Foley-esque style. And Foley also said that Robin Leonard hasn't had his uh, second hip surgery yet. He's still recovering from the first. So that's going to be a very long path ahead for Robin Leonard. VGK has depth right now, Chris. They're relatively injury-free. Is this a trick or a treat? I mean, obviously, that's a treat, whether it's going to last or not. Um there's going to be some adversity. It happens to every team, every season, every, every, uh, you know, no one gets through a season scot-free and, and that's not going to change for us, but 10 games in our only man games lost are from the flu. Okay. Aiden Take Hill. Four, Aiden, I'm going to go back. Aiden Hill four and oh, is this a trick or a treat? Do we believe that he's a strong goaltender after all those issues he had in the preseason? Again, two wins against teams on the tail end of back-to-backs. He gets the easy path. Okay. And then, he also wins against Winnipeg, playing its third game in four nights. Trick or treat. Treats. I mean, he again, he could only play the teams that 
they're putting him out there against. And he looks, it's not just about who he's playing, but he looks the parts, right? We talked about early in the, in the preseason, right? We compared Aiden Hill to Robin Leonard and Aiden Hill has improved. He needed the time on the ice to get his coordination, to get his speed, to get his uh, energy, whatever it may be. Aiden Hill just needed some time on the ice. Aiden Hill in the preseason looked like the injured version of Robin Leonard. Again, I'm not knocking Robin Leonard. I'm simply stating Robin Leonard was injured and looked very slow at times last season, as did Aiden Hill. Now Aiden Hill looks like the healthy version of Robin Leonard that the VGK originally traded for that was phenomenal in the regular season. He took like, like, I don't know, like 10 games plus to actually lose a game on home ice or something like that was solid in the playoffs. You go back to games six and seven in the bubble against Vancouver and, and the performances that he had. So Leonard is a fantastic goalie when things are going well. And Aiden Hill is very comparable to a healthy Robin Leonard. Healthy. Willie Carlson, four goals, trick or treat. Willie. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna hit you with a trick or treat on Willie, but that's that's certainly a treat. I mean, he's on pace for roughly a high fifties. Uh, could even get to sixty points based on his current pace right now. I think he's four and three, if I'm not mistaken. Seven, uh, three assists. Um, trick or treat to you, Tony. Trick or treat. William Carlson is living up to expectations as a line two center right now. Trick. I don't think it's gonna trick. last. No, I don't think it's going to last. Uh, just watch him skating up and down the ice. Seriously, honestly, okay? Teams aren't marking him again. He Good. missed those He missed those wide-open nets last year. A credit to Willie Carlson. He's starting to connect and score goals. But watch the way he skates up and down the ice. Why don't they, why don't they guard him at all? Seriously. Just watch him. Just watch him. Like it's Bruce Cassidy's system. There, 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 there's, there, there's a. But no one else goes unaccounted. Player. No one else goes unaccounted for like that. Hey, Bill Foley wants to get into the NBA with the franchise here. He wants to buy into it. NBA franchise says he's building things up with the local G League Ignite here that plays at, uh, of course, the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson. Is this a trick or a treat? I thought a trick. And I, not because of what Bill Foley wants to do, but I thought Bill Foley didn't want anything to do with the NBA at first. And I thought they really didn't want the NBA inside T-Mobile. And, you know, now we have, I mean, I guess the Bill Foley's MLS dreams are starting to come apart because he's not happy with the amount of money it's going to cost. Um, so now Bill, insert Bill Foley into the, the waiting list of looks like five other groups trying to get their hands on an NBA franchise. And, uh, trick nothing gets the nba i'm not going to go back to past things that have happened here with nba but just trick in the sense that you know he's got a so- he's got a soccer team he's got his hockey team let's just uh let's be cool with that for a little while okay and just i just want to be perfectly clear about william carlson he should be a 30 goal or more score with all that talent around him he should definitely be uh, he should be a 30 goal score absolutely and i just Fair. i just want to be clear i don't Fair. think that Fans understand that. And I think, you know, to me, it just, you know, my expectations is that he scores 30 every year. But he's going to need about to make up for the past few seasons after season one. He needs a 60-goal season. Let's face it. Okay, VGK's second period woes. Will this continue? Is it a trick or a treat? You're asking if it will continue. Is that a trick or a treat? I think the answer is treat. And, and I say that because 
I think they will continue if I, if I got the wording the right way. I don't know. I didn't even know what I was trying to Fair say. Fair enough. What you're saying is are the second period woes going to continue? Yeah, that's, and yeah, for that's the exactly moment, Tony, it. yes, I am with you that I think there's going to be some struggle in the second period. Um, going back to what you're citing about the teams we played and the scheduling, Anaheim, fine, we got right against Anaheim. Everyone gets right against Anaheim right now. And Winnipeg was 0-0. Zero to zero. So not necessarily a second period woe in that game. Um, but you know, maybe we should have had a little bit more again, we can <clears throat> in five games from now, you know, uh, the 13 days when they come back from the roadie, we can certainly, uh, reassess the situation. Um, I'll give you a trick or a treat right now. Okay. If you have two goalies, you don't have one goalie. VGK might have three goalies and not have one goalie trick or treat. Do the, the Vegas golden Knights have a starting goalie trick or treats. Yeah, they do. It's Logan Thompson. And it's absolutely a treat that Logan Thompson is the number one goaltender. Is he? And he lost the two tough games, you know, by a goal apiece, uh, really. And, hey, I asked a question this past week. What game do you feel was the best win of the eight? I, I threw that out there. Okay, is it uh, they beat the Kings, Chicago, uh, Seattle, the Jets twice, Toronto, Sharks, and the Ducks. I'm going to, if you're asking me, I'm going to say the San Jose game because that was a tough game. That was a tough game in the sense that San Jose is San Jose. They're going to play as tough every single time. Phil Kessel, end, right? Tail end of a back-to-back. Phil mm-hmm. Kessel breaks the record, so you have all sorts of emotions happening. It's tough to come back down from all of that. And they had a terrible second period, terrible second period, well, then the third period, they just came out. They got, I think it was Theodore with, scored an early goal in the third, if I'm not mistaken. And they absolutely ran away with that game minutes after the third period started. So I think the San Jose was game was the best and most important victory of the season so far. Trick or treat. We've got a couple left here. Uh, VGK's power play, is it improved or not? Trick or treat. Treat. It, feel just, it feels better. Even if you don't score a goal, as long as you are getting chances and creating momentum, it's a successful power play. It's only successful. Why? Because Mark Stone now is the bumper. Uh, Cassidy system. Is it working? Is it a trick or a treat? Cassidy system. Is it a trick or a treat? Treat rate and two. No, no discussion. Well, my man, Chris Golick. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. Have a happy Halloween. I, I don't know what, where to go from here. We appreciate you all tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.